Adding wholesale as a channel to your store is a great way to increase revenue. But how do you offer customer-specific pricing in Shopify? Well, naturally, there's a bold app for that. It's called Customer Pricing. And it's great for wholesale, of course, but it's also cool to add things like a VIP program where you reward your best customers. So it's easy to use. To put a customer in a price group, you just tag their customer account. Or, if you want to get fancy, you can auto-tag customers into groups based off how much they've spent, how often they order, where they're from, or what products they purchased. So it's really powerful. For example, if they've spent $500 or more, you could tag them as silver, and they get 5% off. $1,000 or more, they get tagged gold, they get 10% off. You could even do it by how many times they've ordered and even what country they're from. With the tagging by product purchase feature, you could actually sell a membership product and then give them a member discount. So if you're a Costco member, this should sound familiar, because it's exactly what they do. To try it out free for two months, head to ethercycle.com bold. That's ethercycle.com bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You know the benefit of SEO. The higher you rank in search engines, the more visitors your store will have. And more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do that? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines. And it's trusted by thousands of Shopify stores. It leads the market in both innovation and usability. And it's no wonder. SEO Manager adds an entire suite of tools to help attract new customers by fully optimizing your store. So here's a few of my favorites. It scans your site for SEO issues, offers keyword suggestions, adds structured data support, analyzes missing pages and redirects, and it even integrates with Kit, Shopify's personal marketing assistant. And that's not all. It does a whole bunch of more stuff. All of these things will help you to be easily found in Google and other search engines. And best of all, it's easy to get started. You can launch SEO Manager on your store in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Plus, as a special offer to our listeners, you can get SEO Manager right now for 10% off forever. Sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. Hello and welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, feeling good as always, shot out of a cannon on this lovely Tuesday morning. Actually, this will blow your mind. This show is not actually streamed live to your iPod. Wait, an iPod? Who has an iPod? An iPhone? Anyway, we're, we're recording from scenic, beautiful, 72-degree Skokie, Illinois, high above Westfield's Old Orchard Mall in the professional building. I enjoy it. Looking down, surveying the land on the Lord and Taylor they just closed. Yes. It is the, the death of retail over here. But as I've, I'm watching this place turn into a community space, which is what malls started as. The guy who managed the mall was telling me this, that they were like originally meant to have townhouse, um, like town halls. And it was very cool. Anyway, I don't think retail is dead. I think it's just correcting after too much building in the 90s. That's neither here nor there. That's quite the rabbit hole it went down. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make more money with your store. That's always our strategy. Our tactic is... Content marketing. Yes, this is our third recent episode on content marketing, but here we're going to tie it all together. So previously we got a great, like, uh, practical intro overview to content marketing from someone who's really in it. Um, in April 10th's episode, Grow and Convert with Content Marketing, where we ran through, like, the, the 100 level intro to content marketing. 
And then uh, on May 1st, we heard from Arlen Robinson. We were talking about finding your true fans and your brand advocates um, to really to to find brand ambassadors to help grow the brand and leverage some of that content marketing. Today's episode, we're going to get tactical and practical again. Tactical is practical. We're going to keep it tied all together with Lindsay Phillips, who is going to teach us how to build relationships with content marketing. And I we went through the, the topics together. There's some stuff I'm very excited about to discuss with her. And Lindsay should know she is a serial entrepreneur. Aren't we all? We've got that entrepreneurial ADD. Self-professed organizational freak. Very good. I like freaks on this show. A client-appointed taskmaster plus project ninja. I don't know about ninjas, but she is a warrior content marketer for life and business coaches, accountants, and other online entrepreneurs across the globe. She runs Smooth Sailing Business Growth and the Smooth Business Growth Podcast, which is 15 minutes of pure marketing strategies proven to move the needle. Actually, I really love that line. 15 minutes of pure marketing strategies proven to move the needle. Think about that positioning statement. She's saying, hey, you're going to give up 15 minutes, and I am going to improve your business, improve your revenue. I love that idea. And I go on so much about the importance of taglines positioning. Lindsay has done a great job there. She's a rock star and has a rock star team and is going to share those secrets with us today about content marketing with the end game being you're going to be more productive and you're going to attract more customers faster. And as Kai Davis said in a previous episode, we're going to sell more, more often. Lindsay, thank you for joining us. Love it. Super stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Feels good. Okay. So yes, we are for the third time in <laughs> recent memory this quarter talking about content marketing. That's okay. But, you know, if someone hasn't listened to those previous episodes, they don't have some extraordinary or maybe they did and they forgot. Lord knows I probably did. Um, let's let's just cover the basics again before we get into that that building relationships. Tell us, you know, what what content marketing is and what strategies were it's covering here. You betcha. I mean, especially with people that do have Shopify stores or store fronts online, I mean, Sure, your focus is products, and but you got to do more than just put up the product and hope people buy it. You have to let people know why you're an expert in that thing or why your product is so freaking fabulous that you need to put out content and share with the world, um, you know, your business and your product amazingness. So content marketing, I mean, it's made up of so many different things. And basically... I kind of tout it as whatever is in your head or whatever your superpower is or your product, it's how you're sharing it with the world. So whether it's with articles about the thing or what's related to the, the thing, um, videos, uh, social media, obviously, podcast shows, email marketing, lead magnets, reports, any form of communication, really, to, to share your expertise. I dig it. Why do you, th so when you phrase it like that and I start and I, I think about it, uh, in terms of like, what does it actually mean? This is what I don't get. Mm -hmm. It is a struggle to get Shopify merchants, clients, anyone with an online business to post anything at all authentic, to post anything at all, let alone something valuable on social media. Yet, if you go to their personal social media, a lot for a lot of people, it is just nonstop. Like, here's what I'm doing. Here's where mm -hmm. it's continuous, but and they don't think about it. 
Yet if I'm like, all right, here's a couple ideas to post on content marketing, like to do your content marketing, you're going to post about your day on Facebook. Like as soon as it's removed from personal and put into business context, people freeze up. What's going on uh, there? So true. That I think people feel that they have to be a certain way or a certain persona. They have to be uber stiff and super professional and it can only be about their product or their service where let's debunk that myth right now, Kurt, because that is so not true. People want to buy from people that they like, right? And that they trust. And the only way to like and trust is to, for that person or the, the business front, if you will, to share personalities. I mean, even if you look at like, I saw a Pepsi ad the other day and it was like a woman and she had like an army shirt on. She was kind of like sporty and funky at the same time, cruising down the street. And she was just talking really conversationally, right? And it was focused a little bit less on what the ingredients in Pepsi was, but more about the vibe and about your approach and how you can have fun with Pepsi, whatever it is. But it's like, it, it made it relatable to her type. So same thing with your product and your your business and your service. It's you want to get that vibe out there and get people to know you as a person, as a company, so that they can connect with you. If they're not connected in any emotional way whatsoever, then the chances of them buying are slim. Absolutely. It totally makes sense. Um yeah, in a, a previous, I forgot, I said there, I called out two episodes as our previous content marketing episodes. I forgot about the all-important third one, in which I probably had the most fun, was talking about authenticity in personal mm. branding with Kai Davis, um, in which we're talking about, hey, don't be so stiff, don't be so stilted, yeah. drop the, like, as soon as someone attempts to do business writing, and it just comes out as this stilted, grotesque, academic mess. And then for some reason, they add a bunch of exclamation points to offset it. Um, <laughs> right? To show their excitement. Yes. <laughs> it's so excited about this. Oftentimes when working with client copy, and no one has ever said anything, I do find, replace, exclamation point for period. It's bit done. Fixed it. <laughs> it's already an improvement. That's hilarious. Um, so yeah, no, that having that, that authenticity is important. And it, it's just a mindset thing. It's just getting totally. past past it um to your point about the this is a all right this is amusing the coke commercial you're referring to yeah or you said the pepsi commercial it's actually it a diet coke commercial oh is it that's hilarious see, it's a, I, see I, I remembered her and i remembered the vibe maybe that maybe the, maybe their commercial didn't do a very good job then i don't know <laughs> i don't think the stuff so it was a it's a super bowl commercial oh there you go yeah see maybe maybe it's a beer ad i would have paid more attention <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay. So yeah, yeah, that covers it. Um, yeah, at this point, like you should have a good idea of what content marketing is. And real, like you, a lot of people are like, well, we need to be social. Our site needs to be social. We need to be searching. We need SEO. Guess what? The actual practical way to achieve both of those things is content marketing. When you are performing content marketing, you are doing SEO and you are doing, um, outreach and you are doing, um, uh, geez, I've, oh, and social media. It's all going to get, all those things are going to get tackled under content marketing. So, okay, going into that, I think my my next question, I think I've set you up for it here. What's mm. the biggest mistake entrepreneurs make when they're posting their content on social media? 
I mean, there's a few mistakes, but the two biggest ones is not being consistent um, with your social media and getting stuff out there with your content. And the second is being really dry and professional and too much promotion. And I'll kind of paint the picture. So, and this has happened to me before. So if you're looking for like an accountant or I don't know, a yoga instructor, whatever it may be. I mean, I always, yes, I go to their website and check it out, but I always go to their Facebook page. And if I go to their Facebook page and I see, you know, they posted once this week, they haven't posted in a couple of weeks before that. Um, I just think, are they really in business? Are they successful? If I have an issue, are they even going to be around to support me? Those thoughts instantly go through your head. And then if you, on top of that, only the posts that you put up there are all like promo, promo. Oh, if you have a leaky faucet, you know, call me to get my plumbing. Then you're just like, oh, you just have that bad taste in your mouth, right? Like, do they even give a crap about me? Do they just want to push their service. You know, I don't really know much about them. Is it someone that I want in my home? Like all those thoughts go through your head just by looking at a Facebook page and those first impressions, you know, not including even going into branding and stuff like that. It matters. So, so what I'm hearing is if you half-ass social media, if when really, if you half-ass your Facebook page and your content marketing, because I have a good example I'll use in a moment, you are actually creating more objections than oh, yeah. benefits for your customer. Absolutely. Okay. That's a, I like that. On blogs, we will often, like when we set up a store or when we review a store, we will suggest people, please don't put dates on your blog because I know from experience you are going to get busy and you are going, the blog will mm -hmm. become the lowest priority thing. You'll stop updating it. And you know it's because you're busy. You're, I'm too busy to do it. We're too successful. The people visiting will look at the blog and see like, oh, this blog has not been updated in eight months. Clearly they went out of business. They totally. don't know that that's, that it's really, it's because you, you're just too busy to do it. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, don't be, or be consistent. Yeah. Don't be like the, the sporadic posting is, is no bueno. Um, no. and the, uh, what was the, other? oh, and yeah, we talked about like be authentic. Don't have the constant, you know, just promo by exclamation don't point. Don't be a used yeah. car salesman, man. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. You have to, a lot of, like there needs to be a mix of, yeah. we need educational content in there and all that yeah. good stuff. All right. You talked about being consistent. What, what's the right schedule? How often am I supposed to be posting? I know I get that question so many times and I totally get that, you know, when, if you are in the beginning stages of your business, you don't necessarily have the budget to outsource like, you know, heavy, heavy, heavy content. Even if at the very least you do a couple of blogs per month, a couple of videos per month, um, and, and, but you definitely have social media, you know, a couple of posts per day. It's something and it's a starting point. And then you can build out from there. I mean, is it better to have a blog every week? Absolutely. Is it is it better to be in touch with your customers and have more videos than just two a month? Absolutely. But don't freak out and don't, you know, get overwhelmed and stress. Start somewhere, get on a routine and a schedule, and then build out from there. Okay. And it, a lot of it really is about building habits and having the routine. Yeah. Um, like the show has without fail published every Tuesday for years at this point. We don't, it, it is easy when you do something consistently like that, it makes it way easier because it's a habit. It is just, 
you don't think about it anymore. It is just what we do. I have, you know, I record the show. We, I drop the recording in, uh, in Dropbox. My business partner edits the show. I don't tell him. I don't ask him. I just know that on, he knows that that's going to, there will be an episode to edit in there. And I know that the following Tuesday, I'm going to have an episode ready to go to send out. Um, and that's the magic of just, of doing things consistently. Systems and procedures, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, gotta get your, your SOP. Um, okay. I said, uh, we're talking about doing things consistently. Um, anything else? Did I miss anything before I, I move forward here? I think people get really tripped up on what to post and what to share. Okay. Um, and the key thing you need to stop and think about is what are, whether it's three or five, what are the five biggest pain points of your ideal customer? So think about what your ideal customer, you can even like survey, you know, your top 10 customers that you have right now and figure out like, what is it that they're struggling or what are they interested in? Um, It's like even, you know, a plumbing business, you know, they don't care about the new model of toilet that just came out. But what they do care about is how beautiful their bathroom looks. It looks like a spa. It makes them feel relaxed. So tap into that and you could have the blog as like, you know, the top five trends in remodeling bathrooms. Would you feature one of your, you know, new toilet models in that blog? Would you have a pop-up or a call to action at the bottom? Absolutely. But you really need to tap into what their interests are. Okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like in your example, really what you you went from, you, you made it uh, aspirational where you're like, all right, <laughs> here's what your bathroom could look like. And that's going to get people excited and interested. Yeah, you're hooking them. It's almost like you're coming in sideways, right? Instead of like straight between the eyes. I've got this toilet. I want to sell it to you. Um, it's, yeah, you're coming in it from a totally different angle and you're coming in at the content at the angle that matches your customer, not what your needs. I know you want to sell that toilet, but you can't come in from that angle. So we, with, you know, once we're, we're doing all of this, my, I wonder then, what the heck is the point? Like, what is my end? my end game here? That's a good question. And that's kind of like the overarching why, right? Like with content marketing, whether it's your blogs or your social media, your email marketing, the key thing for me is that you are hooking them. So you're attracting new people and extending your exposure and the people that, you know, know about you. Um, And then you're also building relationships. So trust, loyalty, um, getting them to know and like you and see your expertise. And then, you know, after that comes the conversion part of things, which is, you know, kind of a different topic. But you want to hook them, you want to attract them, and you want to build that relationship. And content marketing can help you do those things. Okay. That is perfect segue. How are we going to build those relationships through social media? Absolutely. And some people really struggle with that. Um, First of all, you have to not some people get in the mindset that, oh, once I post social media, people are just going to come flooding. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) You need to, I I wish it worked that way, but it just really doesn't. Um, And it's, you know, 
A, make sure that you're posting content that matters to your audience is key. But then when people like it, when they share, when they comment, if they direct message you, you have to be responsive. You need to, you know, check it every day and respond. Thank people for sharing. Thank you for their comments. And, and if you look at it in the way of like, you need to have conversations with people. Um, and, and that kind of spawns it. Even looking at other people's, you know, finding your target market, finding people, friends of friends, liking their pages, um, commenting on their posts and sharing their posts on your wall. And yes, it is okay to share other people's stuff on your wall. <laughs> I actually recommend it. And it, it just extends your circle with who you're connected to. And if people, if you're liking their pages and communicating, they're naturally going to reciprocate. That's kind of how people are. Okay. So that is um, definitely one of the ways. Don't post and forget it. You have to have conversations with people, share, comment, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, absolutely. Building, you're right. You could quickly build, the initial piece is one to many. You're posting, and as you post a video, and through organic reach, you get, you know, hundreds of views. And then you, but of those hundreds of views, how many people are, are going to actually engage with it? Not that many, way fewer than you thought. Mm -hmm. Pretty much everything, I'll tell you the truth right now, pretty much everything about selling online is way harder than anyone who's never done it thinks. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, right, whatever, name it, whatever it is, it's harder than you think. And the stuff that you think is hard probably is, is not that difficult. Um, with social, once you get into, it, if you get the hang of it, then you could, Take that one to many relationship where I posted the video, got, you know, 300 views, and I got a couple comments. And on those comments, I'm going to, you know, if they're, if it's a real thoughtful comment, because I've also, mm -hmm. on YouTube, I'll get like the most inane comments. Possibly. Oh, I know. It's bad. Um, <laughs> just unreal. Um, but Facebook, you get pretty high quality comments, then you reply to it. And then maybe that's another comment later and you reply to it. And then it gets moved to Facebook Messenger. And, oh, look, now you've got, uh, you, you have developed a one on one relationship with that customer. That's, so that, that looks like the end game to me. So we're going to put educational content out there. Yeah. We're going to show people. We're going to help them solve a pain or problem, demonstrate our expertise in the area, our authority, um, see if like, hey, do they jive with you by demonstrating your personality, and then build that relationship, and maybe it goes somewhere. It really, it, we are, humans are social animals. Yeah. This is very similar to like, to online dating now. You're going to put your personality in a profile, Upload that to eHarmony or whatever, and then start going from there. Similar process. Yeah. Yep. But Absolutely. Can I give a few extra tips? Yeah, go for it. Um, so I loved what you said about like kind of, you know, posting within the Facebook post, commenting, and taking it to direct messages. A lot of people don't really take advantage of those direct messages. I mean, you can invite people if you're talking about something. Hey, you know, if you're interested to learn more or if you have any other questions, you know, direct message me. Or even if you see someone else's post about something and you kind of want to ask them a more detailed question about their content or their thing or whatever it may be, don't be afraid to just direct message them and say, hey, I really liked that post that you did. You know, I have a question about it, blah, 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 blah. Because once you start that direct message, whether it's they, you invite them or whether you go ahead and, and take that initiative, you'll be surprised how many more times you will have a conversation and direct message back with them um, through direct message. So 
yeah, dive into direct message because it, especially when it comes to sales, hugely, hugely useful. And the other thing when it comes to the posts that you do, and um, here's another myth for you, Kurt, is that a lot of people think that all social media posts should link back to your website. While yes, you do need organic traffic, it is actually, from an engagement relationship point of view, it's actually really good to have posts that are just words with no fancy graphic or it's like a funny meme or like I love minions so I post about them all the time um and it's those funny kind of quirky little posts that sometimes honestly get the most action um and yeah so don't be afraid to be silly don't be afraid to do something funny um you know you you got to be yourself and people want to connect with other people that they they like and have the same sense of humor or have the same interests, that kind of thing. And I think where the people are afraid of stepping over the line, yeah. but there is so much garbage out there. The chances are you're not going to step over the line. And even if like you, you put yourself out of your comfort zone, I mean, what are the chances that that many people see it and care? It is so hard to get noticed. Yeah, and it's like, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? <laughs> no, yeah, nothing. I mean, really, the worst that could happen is you put it up and it gets ignored. Nothing happens. I mean, that's it. Like, you upload, you know, you, you post something and it gets no no likes, no comments. That's the worst case scenario. You Absolutely. should be so lucky to offend someone. That means you're actually saying something worthwhile. As long as you don't talk about politics, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, like, within you know, my own social media stuff, I don't think we've ever had an issue. I don't post about politics. No. You know, you're respectful and inclusive of others, and that's it. And, like, the biggest issue I've ever had is just dumb comments, which are readily solved. Yeah. And what's been working really well for a couple of my clients is making sure that you have a lot of questions in your posts. I mean, if you – and make sure that the wording sounds conversational. You can even type it where it doesn't – like a copywriter would be like, oh, that's not right. But it sounds conversational and that's yes. what people want to hear. And then asking like, what do you think? Or I'm looking for a new, um, I don't know, landing page app. What is your favorite? If you're asking people for help. People naturally want to help. Even if you're rebranding and you have logos or book covers, show different examples, right? And be like, which one do you like the best? Or you're redecorating your office. Which picture do you like the best? People love giving their opinions. <laughs> and it's honestly, and the, the, it and they get that buy-in too, especially if you're giving like behind the scenes of what's going on in your business and some of the changes that you're putting into place. If you ask people for like, you know, input and stuff like that, then they're really buying into when you do launch XYZ or whatever, they're going to be like, yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Congratulations. So it really helps kind of leverage that when, you know what I mean? Like when you have a book or a product or a new logo or whatever, um, don't be afraid to let people know what's going on behind the scenes and asking, ask, 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 ask questions every, every day. I like that's such a wonderful thing. It's, I, well, what I got out of that was include people in the process. Yeah. Like share your journey. That's, you can't just go for it like no post, no post, no post. Here's my new product or service. I know. That's not going to work. But if you put them in the process, you start like, Hey, here's a, th like straight up, here's a service we're thinking about offering. Here's a product we're thinking about adding to the store. Here, you, what do you think? Would you buy that? Oh, you will? Okay. Like here, all right, here's some options for it. Like whatever it is, we're going to have these new glasses. Should they be polarized? Should they come in these different colors? Vote, put your poll. Hey, hmm. what would, straight up, what would you pay for this? And get yeah. them price ranges. Like you could include them 
in several steps of the way, the people who engage in all of that, guess what? They're going to be your true fans. They're going yeah. to be the ones who are most engaged and take notice when at the end you go, all right, hey, it's up for sale. Or um, another approach there might be, well, since you participated in this, you get the VIP access. Exactly. Uh, it launches officially in a week. But this week you could you could buy it or you could get early bird. You buy it early and here's your discount code and it's only good for you. Yeah, for sure. And if you can throw chatbots into the mix and oh. like when people comment on stuff and then you can have message and direct messages, some that are automated, some that are more personal. I mean, especially when it comes to having a storefront. I mean, that, you know, finding out about launches, new products. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a no brainer to me. Uh, I love this augmenting it with chatbots. And mm-hmm. what's clever here with content marketing is you really want to mix like there's a lot of personalized engagement, but you want to augment it with some level of automation if you're comfortable with it. Um, that that helps make your life much easier. But you don't want it to the point where it looks entirely automated. That's where you have to jump no. in with it. Um, you mentioned you need, chatbots. You need spontaneity in there. Yes. And that's where like making it fun adds mm-hmm. spontaneity, um, I think, as well. So you mentioned chatbots. I don't know a ton about chatbots. I have had varied levels of interactions with them, but some are very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they work best to when they're um, they're very conversational and fun because it really disarms you on the fact that like, yeah, I know this thing is automated, but it's still like it's still someone's personality. Someone wrote this. Um, it was you couldn't register a chatbot for a while because of uh, Facebook's privacy shenanigans. Darn that Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> and the ban has been lifted on chatbots. We can now Woo-hoo! we can add chatbots again. Uh, the only one I'm really familiar with and have seen and played with is ManyChat. Yeah. Um, is that the one you would use and recommend? I haven't had much experience with other ones. That's the only one that I've had experience with, and it's pretty it's pretty easy to use and it's pretty intuitive. And I love all the like the buttons and you can have cute little graphics that, you know, represent you or your, your little meme or whatever. Um, and, and they work like they, they work like crazy. Yeah. And until I think part of it is that so few people are doing it that you really stand out mm-hmm. when you use this thing versus the inbox. Um, tell me, do you have any, tips for using setting up a chatbot um like let's say you know, i've got my facebook page i'm interacting with people i sign up for many chat now what do i do because literally that's as far as i got <laughs> i've got my yeah. my facebook pager group and i've signed up for many chat eh, i've yet to actually do anything with it you can make it mirror your sales funnels so like if you have three specific entry points uh um, into your sales funnel, whether it's three lead magnets or whatever, then you can like, hey, you know, thank you for connecting with me on social media, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I would love to share, you know, some free resources. Here you here's one. But you can even ask them a question and there'd be like three things. Do you like, I don't know, do you prefer hats or scarves or t-shirts? And then they click one and then therefore you can put them in a specific bucket to then market them t-shirts if that's what they chose. Do you know what I mean? Well, have I got an offer for you? <laughs> you right. know? And then, you know, give them resources and serve first. 
don't that's a big mistake don't sell right off the cuff um you want to give them free resources invite them to a live facebook a webinar whatever that may be and then like hey i really noticed that you're engaged in this because you can also track um you know what they do right what they click on what they enjoy um and then so therefore you can offer them specific things i've got a promo code special offer especially if it is a special offer then they would feel like yay, they really are listening to me, right? And this is totally exactly what I'm interested in. They may not remember that they clicked t-shirt, you know, two weeks ago, but your system did. It's very clever. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it is, it's exciting. I want to play with it. Um, but I, yeah, part of it is just making it conversational because your message yeah. is going to appear in the exact same place, format, system, notification, etc., that your friend's chats pop up in. Like in Facebook Messenger, I've got a conversation going, uh, you know, with a friend about which wheels he should buy. And in another Facebook Messenger, I've got a chatbot that I consistently interact with because the thing is so off the wall. I just want to, like, I, I just want to swipe what, copy what does from it. Do it. Next, it's like a choose your own adventure book. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is basically what a many the many chatbots function feel very much like a choose your own adventure, and that's where they can't be, they can't be boring. So like yeah, this thing messages me um, last night, and sure enough, I responded to it. Is like woohoo with a gift, a gif, and then says, "Hey, did you see last week's interview?" This is from another consultant, um, and the two options were nah and sure did. I said nah, and so like it replies with that, <laughs> and then I get like a whole series instead of one long message, I get a series of messages. It goes, "Ugh, you missed out. It was FOMO fabulous," and like just you know, and then sends me the link. I mean, really clever stuff. Yeah. And it works because, like, it has gone above and beyond where it's, like, 10% more enthusiasm than this man probably writes with in real life. And I, I love know. it. And you can get away with more, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. You can make it fun for sure. Yeah. I didn't, like, no, who's going to be offended? Like, people are so afraid of not being, of being, quote, unquote, unprofessional. I and know. That's uh, not what this is about. Like, just no. give up on it. Totally give up on it. It's over. The idea, Be quirky. That, yeah, and like, and it depends on your brand. Um, yeah, you know, like, uh, well, it, the the personal branding episode with Kai Davis, we used to example like for a plastic surgeon, you probably don't want to be quirky and fun. Um, you need to be more more reserved. Yeah, so it depends on your audience. But for, that is true. You, know, you can't be cartoony if you're like uh, one of my clients is like you know CEO warrior rah, like it's right. manly right um, yeah so you don't want to be too cartoony but it, you can still you know there are ways to it, yeah you know get to know your your avatar and connect with them absolutely in a not so boring way okay moving forward I want to talk about video so we had rattled Ooh. off we're talking about content marketing and there's different formats it could take but without a doubt video has been and continues to be the most exciting thing going for social media. I know. I love it. I wish I had more time to watch them myself, but um, I know a client of mine did a live Facebook the other day with Jay Abraham, and I did watch that one, I have to say. I was like, oh, he's so amazing. Um, And it's like people, the amount of comments and the interaction you get from a live Facebook is absolutely staggering. It is insane. And I freaking love it. I started a, um, you know, and it can be scary, right? Like I was freaked out by like Facebook and I do videos and podcasts. So you think, you know, what do I have to be scared about? But I don't know why, but live Facebook kind of trips me up. <laughs> but live Facebook, and, you're on, 
you got to be on your game. It's live. It is for real live. It kind of freaked me. So I was like, I, and even my coach would be like, why aren't you doing live Facebook? I'm like, I know I'm chicken. I'm sorry. Um, so finally, uh, at an event, my other friend, Lindsay, um, Anderson, I'm like, well, let's do a live Facebook together. We'll just have a glass of wine on Thursday nights and we'll just chit chat about marketing. Um, so we started that in the fall. So now it's like branded. It's marketing and Merlot. Um, with the two I have Lindsay's. seen this. Yeah, I love it. It's, and honestly, I do it for me because it's so much fun. And like Lindsay and I have an absolute laugh. Sometimes we have gas. That's when content marketing really works. So when you're yeah. doing it for you. This show, this is my personal development. This is, I, get yeah. to, I get to interview interesting people, ask them whatever I want. Like oftentimes, sometimes I'm playing dumb and it's for the benefit of the audience. But other times it's like, I, that's just a thing I want to know. So I'm going to find out and the audience gets the benefit of listening yeah. in on that conversation. That's um, exactly do my podcast totally the same thing <laughs> yeah so it, it it that makes it authentic and genuine i get something out of it and like that that's what keeps me going with it it's because i'm i'm always excited to do it and if i'm not excited I'll, yeah that episode will get canned um <laughs> yeah like just, well, i hope this episode <laughs> no no i'm no absolutely not um okay i love this idea of facebook live i do not fear it i'm over that i could do it I've, I've mastered the monologue. I can, I could do it. What, how do I begin? I don't get like, what's the, what is the topic? Do I announce it? Do I just go on and go, well, I'm live on a camera. Like, all right, let's do a thing. Like, what is the, the practical format of a Facebook live show? I don't think there's any rules. I mean, some people do podcasts live on Facebook, right? So it's like, um, you know, there's two people there, interview style, and then they convert it to a podcast, which is a great way to leverage content, by the way. Do something once and split it up in different ways and leverage it. But um, some people will have a specific topic. They'll have a whiteboard behind them and they'll make notes or they'll share their screen and demonstrate something. Or sometimes, like, if you're going to an event, then you get, hey, I'm live at this event. Look what's going on around, like, behind the scenes in your, like, warehouse. If you manufacture something, you know, meet and greet your employees. If you're, like, you know, if you, like, have a, a speaking gig that you're doing, you know, while you're at the airport, oh, yeah, woo, you know, I'm going to the speaking event. You can kind of create that buzz, right? So there's no real rules, or you can even just have hey, I want to have a conversation with someone about this. So you just go live on Facebook. Hey, I was thinking about this this morning, or I really struggled with XYZ and I couldn't get, you know, I was swamped in my inbox. I didn't know how to get out of it. So I'm, you know, what 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 tricks do you guys have out there? Um, I do, you know, it's just having that conversation with people. There's no real rules. Okay. So really it's just, hey, get over it and get out there. And the, like the worst case yeah. that happens is it's you talking to yourself. And you know what, too? I kind of stopped fixating on that, where it's like, to me, I think of it as a video. I almost forget that it's live in that I'm not freaked out about it. It's more like, if no one's on it right now, who cares? Because the amount of views that I will get on that video later, after it's, you know, gone live, then that's what I want. I want that content to be up and share it with people, put it in YouTube so that it's, you know, in your YouTube channel um, so that that content is there for whoever needs it. That's how I had to switch my mindset in order to get over that. Having said that, Kurt, I do admit I haven't done a live Facebook by myself yet. 
which I know I need to do. I suck. <laughs> it makes it, you're right. It, you know, it, sort of, it takes the pressure off if you have someone else there. Yeah, um, it does. And off the top of my head, someone I've seen who does a great job and gets a ton of engagement with Facebook live videos is John's Crazy Socks, who also came up in our episode about personal branding is a great example. But it's, it's uh, uh, John of John's Crazy Socks and his dad, Mark. Um, and they go, you know, they, they just go back and forth and, and yeah. talk whatever. Um, and it is weirdly compelling. Like I have, I have watched it and then a comment interact with it. Uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun, but they've got a ton of, uh, of likes on their Facebook page. So this big audience, yeah. what is, when do I start with Facebook live and where do I use it? Start whenever. I mean, it's never too late to start. Um, if you want, some people do like a weekly show like I do. Some people are more spur of the moment, you know, spur of the moment and spontaneous. Um, yeah, I just, I don't think there's any rules. I think just go with your heart. And if, if you're coming from an authentic space that you're sharing content or you want to have a genuine conversation or you want feedback from people, I think you know, just don't make it feel forced, right? And the other key with, we were talking about building relationships and stuff, is that um, if you use an app like Be Live to go live, um, you can actually put people's comments up on the screen so that other people can see them. So that's more engaging. You can put like URLs and, hey, I'm talking about this topic. You can ask a question where it's like text on the screen. Um, obviously, answer people's questions. Make sure you say hi to them. Make sure you laugh at their, you know, their feedback or, again, answer their questions when they when they type it in. Making sure that it's a back and forth, right? Uh, hold up. There are different apps for Facebook Live. I thought this was just a feature. You know, it shows what I know. I thought this was just a feature built into Facebook. It's got its. Now there's apps that that go along with this thing. There are other ones. There's like uh, um, oh, what's it called? OBS. Um, some of them are very robust for that are very techy. If you're doing like a full production type thing, give me the one. Um, but just give me the B one to play yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Live.tv. and then so it enables you to do single interview or panel. If you're in panel mode, you can actually screen your share, share your screen, but you don't have to have a bunch of people on. Um, and then what happens is, so if you look at Marketing Merlot on our Facebook, you'll see like banners and its text bar comes up across to say what the topic is. Or if we have a subtopic, we'll type it. We'll obviously put in our URLs at the end. Um, and then when people comment, you hit a button and you can show that comment and it shows the person's picture in a little bubble. Um, up on the live Facebook and then you hide it. You could take it down if someone else makes a funny comment or something that's pertinent to your conversation. You just hit show. It shows it. And yeah, it just makes it really interactive and more visual and especially for when it plays afterwards because people will see those pop-ups. Oh, what did that person say? You know what I mean? I, I love this is now we have gotten into now we've got two takeaways for me. I've got homework to do now. I really need to get that mini chat bot set up. I want to play with that because it seems it seems cool. And I've noticed uh, getting more and more people interacting with me through Facebook Messenger. Um, the downside to it is they post like, oh, here's how you respond, like how fast they respond. So there's this, unlike the inbox, there's this pressure to just respond yeah. to any random psycho. Um, the, <laughs> and not that I've had a bad interaction with it, um, but there's... There's that aspect to it. It's like if you're going to start it, you got to commit to it. Um, and Facebook Live. I got to I got to play with Facebook Live. It seems like something that you know, having done YouTube and webinar and the podcast, I and screen shares and all this good stuff, I really need to mess with Facebook Live 
that sounds like fun. Um, and, uh, if I wanted to get started, if I wanted to improve, double down, improve my social media, you have a social media roadmap. Tell me about that. I do. Yeah. So if they go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com right there on the home page, um, it is a social and then let me smoothbusinessgrowth.com slash social roadmap for the actual landing page. It is, yeah, just that really. It, it shows you where to start, right? Like because people totally get stuck and how to get consistent with your social media so that you're not so overwhelmed and it gives you a template and a draft so you can set up your um, social for each month and just get on that ritual all right i've linked to that in the show notes smoothbusinessgrowth.com slash social media roadmap social roadmap oh so i'm sorry social roadmap that's okay that is how i typed it in the notes i then read it wrong (laughs) um okay Final question, where could people go to learn more about you? Sure. So I would love if they went to smoothbusinessgrowth.com. There's a great link in there, too, that has all the past episodes of our marketing and Merlot. And, of course, the social media roadmap is there. And it, um, you know, I am the content marketing queen, as they say. (laughs) I have tons of blogs and videos and podcast shows that they can dive into for sure. Wonderful. Okay, uh, Lindsay, thank you. It has been been a pleasure. And... I'm excited. I got I got homework to do. I hope other go. people uh, grab your your social roadmap and and get started. Awesome. And I, I know now I need to get live on Facebook by myself. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'll see you there. I've got my homework. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. Before we go, I wanted to tell you about the one Shopify theme I've used more than any other. It's called Turbo by Out of the Sandbox, and as its name implies, it's built for speed. But that's not why I love it. I love it because it's the most configurable feature pack theme for Shopify today. Features like predictive search, easy mega menus, infinite scrolling collections, and a ton of page templates for all of your content. And I've got a special offer for you. You can get it today at a 20% discount when you use the code PODCAST20. You can even try it for up to two weeks, and if you don't love it, Out of the Sandbox will refund it for you. So to check it out now, go to ethercycle.com slash turbo and use code podcast20 at checkout. It's ethercycle.com slash turbo. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high-quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.